Hello, I'm Kate Gingell, and you're listening to the Remarkableist podcast, a weekly discussion with remarkable people. Today, I'm with the remarkable Judy Baston-Wagner. Judy is the creator and owner of Holistic Hampers, a business providing beautiful but practical hampers for patients going through cancer treatment. In today's podcast, Judy shares her own story with humour and great insights into her experience after being diagnosed with breast cancer in 2010. I'm very grateful to Judy for agreeing to speak to us so candidly about a topic which is so serious um, and which sadly affects so many of us today. So Judy, thank you so much um, for being here today. We're sitting in your beautiful home uh, and I've just given everybody an introduction, but I, I just... We've known each other for some time. We met at the dog park oh, with geez. our dogs. We I've did. come to know you well. Um, you're an incredible giver. Uh, you know, you're really quite selfless. You don't blow your own trumpet at all, and um, and yet you've had a you, you have had a remarkable past. And it's very um, generous of you actually to be here today talking about the sorts of things we are going to talk about. And I'm very grateful. So thank you. Okay. <laughs> Okay, thank you, Kate. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. And okay. I thought we'd start actually sort of now and work backwards. Um, right. And your business at the moment is called, or well, whilst you've done many things and, um, you know, have a diverse background, your business at the moment is called Holistic Hampers. Could you perhaps tell our audience a little bit about that and how that came about, please? Okay, Holistic Hampers. Okay is a online business mainly um, which provides hampers for hospital and cancer treatments and um, anybody going through a pretty rough time um, they're not hampers with flowers and chocolates or um, nice biscuits or anything like that um, they are things which provide help and assistance um, for those people who haven't really undergone any um, cancer treatments or anything like that, I'll explain, um, f- which is lucky, of course, for you guys. Um, so when you're sitting there, which is, this is how it actually really came about, I was sitting with my mother-in-law um, as she was about to get plugged in for her first set of chemo for, I think, lung cancer. Um, and having gone through it myself previously, a few years before, um, the oncology nurse is telling you everything that you need um, after your first session. You know, so there's the antiseptic wipes, there's the antiseptic gel, there's the fluoride-free toothpaste, the da-da-da-da-da. It just goes on and on and on. There's a whole list. And how you're going to be feeling sick and you're going to not want to do this, etc. Well, the last thing you think about is that you want to go and get... Um, stuff from a chemist or go to the supermarket so you want to go home and lay in a bed and go oh poor me poor me and of course you're focusing on the needle going in your hand or arm or Mm. wherever it's going you're not actually listening to a thing she's saying Mm. so um despite the fact that you obviously get handouts um unless you've got somebody with you who can go and get all that stuff um really you're you're up up the creek so i thought golly gosh what a good idea i'll make a little box full of all these useful things and i'll call Mm. it holistic campus so that's how the idea started um and we do chemo um kits we do radiotherapy kits we have surgery helpers we um do all kinds of things and uh you know the breast cancer um help kit and all of that mm. um we also have a range of wellness hampers so if you just want to send somebody a nice candle and something smelly um there's that as well but unfortunately but good um 
our major seller is the chemo kit which is quite a comprehensive list of items and that's what we we do so we stuff it all in a box send it off to whoever you want us to send it off to and um yeah help in that way yeah and i think i mean they want and you i've seen what they look like and whilst as you say they may have practical things in there um not necessarily pretty things you make them look absolutely beautiful oh, and, and i think it's uh, you know it, it is a way for people to show how much they care well because, it, mm. it's, it's a show you understand as well yeah, yeah. and i th- i think a lot of um the information that we've given over the time that we we first started off is is actually education of the people who are buying for the person who's undergoing the treatment mm. you know they yeah flowers are great yeah sh- chocolates yay fantastic yippee but you know what take them out of casserole yep that's wonderful too but mm. hey they actually need the antiseptic wipes mm. the, the the antiseptic gels all this kind of stuff because you don't want the the secondary infections you don't need mm. that that's what's going to really make them sick and they'll have to go back to a hospital mm. yeah that's what you just don't need no so um mm. yeah if it, if it can prevent those things mm. then these are the these are the items that actually really do assist that person going through that treatment yeah yeah, yeah. rather than making you feel better because after all we all are guilty myself mm. included of um purchasing items which we actually like (laughs) flowers ain't cutting it and and it's also a way i mean whilst it is obviously all about the patient and the person going through it it is a way for us to feel useful as well um, because we know then that we're giving something that is going to be used and 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 valued i guess so um and so that's that no well thank you for sharing that and uh, they are fantastic and i you know anybody who's looking for something like that then we'll we'll obviously put judy's um details and contact details at the the end of the podcast but um as far so you referred yourself um in in just then to the fact that you you know that you've been through it um and um how how long ago was that and um can you talk a little bit about Um, i suppose the what you went through and um but well, it was 2010, and I—I <laughs> mm. I mean, really, now the universe has a wonderful sense of humour. It was April Fool's Day that I actually got the. Oh, was it? <laughs> yes. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Gosh, oh. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. hysterical, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, um, yes, April the first, 2010. Mm. Um, lots of ones and zeros and things mm. there. Anyway, um, yeah. Look. Um, I was told that I had HER2 positive breast cancer. I can't remember which stage it was. Who knows? Who cares, really, actually? Um, And I needed a a, a mastectomy on one side and, um, oh, chemo for a year. Yep. And um, six. Is that unusual? Is that. Um, Not particularly, no. And. Oh, it, look, I was exceptionally lucky. Um, there were lots of people who were much sicker than I was, much sicker. Um, and, you know, th- their journey is far worse. You know, th- they spent days vomiting, not knowing whether it was day or night and things like that. I didn't. I felt particularly queasy. But, you know, pff, mm. really, I was very lucky. Um, didn't look too hot, but... I mm. <laughs> and the wig wasn't good in hindsight. But... <laughs> um, Look, really, I was exceptionally lucky. Mm. And I, I did burn a lot from the radio. I had right. six weeks of radio. 
Um, I think that was the worst experience because my skin was obviously very sensitive. Mm. But whether that was due to the the chemo or whatever by that stage, who knows? But then I've always been a sensitive little flower. <laughs> um, and I remember being uh, having I don't know gel piped onto me and, and being wrapped in cling film and it being particularly hot it was a 40 degree day and oh, I was trying Judy. to put the rubbish out mm. and and that was an interesting mm. scenario yes interesting mm. scenario but you know those things you have to look after is going oh my god seriously mm. how did I get to this point but it's very funny really and you're, sorry you're, it's not funny for anybody going through it I'm it's terrible I shouldn't be that flippant I know but I, there are two mm. ways of looking at everything um, and I have to say that I spent a lot of time laughing at the incredulously at the things that I was having to go through. Mm. Um, but oh gosh, that sounds awful, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. I think. I mean, one of your, you know, I think one of your enduring qualities is is the fact that you do have the ability to look at things in life with humour, and actually, it's a way. Of, it's a way of dealing with things, but that's just yeah. part of it's part of your makeup. I don't think I you're think... never you're never flippant. Um, it's well, maybe it's, maybe it's burying my head in the sand to a degree, and oh. a, a bit of denial there. And and again, I think that with cancer, you do go through the you know the, the stages of grief mm. so mm. one of them is denial mm. and mm. there's no getting away from that mm. <laughs> maybe I'm still in it um I think the fear we were we when we were talking earlier we were mm. talking about the fear um coming in and when you do get the um the diagnosis there is an element of fear um which again hindsight is is a wonderful thing but at the time it's all consuming mm. and I remember going to um, the chiropractor I was seeing at the time um, bless his socks and he made me stand there in the room which I found so hard and say I'm okay with dying really? and it was just so hard to say that but if you don't recognise the elephant in the room, then it becomes this huge thing which is insurmountable. And if you say it out loud, it actually makes it much smaller than it is. And although there was no way I was okay with dying because mm. I had two small children, um, just to say I was okay with it was, was a release of energy from your body. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I have to say. I and one. I think, I mean, obviously, I can't imagine. I mean, not not having been through it, and I think anybody who's not been through it, even even if they have somebody close to them who's going through it, can can actually understand or or really know know those feelings. And you mentioned your two little boys, who I think you said were, were um, 12, 12 and ten at the yeah. time, much bigger now, um, and all, that you did involve them at the point at the time. Yes, mm. I did. So. Mm. Um, my husband was working away overseas at the time, so we rarely got to see him. Um, and I remember coming home, which is, you know, um, fairly traumatic, I think. Mm. And my, my poor son probably hasn't never recovered from it. But um, I came home and I cried on his shoulder because mm. it was just so big. Mm. Um, and so he, he, bless him, he took all that on board and I realised at that point that I did actually have to involve them in all the steps along the way not 
because I was being vindictive or anything, and I'm sure a lot of people would think, oh, that's a terrible thing to do to young children. But, you know, they had to understand that um, it was a journey. I wasn't giving up. Mm. That you're not going to sit in a, a rocking chair in the corner of the room and go, okay, well, that's it. I'm out of here. You have to fight every single day, whether you have cancer or not. Life is is like that. You don't give up. And I wanted them to make to know that. Mm. Um, so when I started to lose my hair after the first lot of chemo, um, they helped me cut that off. Mm. Um, and, you know, they, they helped. Um, life is about being compassionate and um, helping others. And I think, I hope, who's to know? Time will tell. Mm. But I do think that my kids have that in spades. Mm. Whether mm. that was because of that or whether because I've always drilled it into their little <laughs> heads, I, I don't know. Um, but they are also now very aware of other people's journeys with cancer. Um, it was quite tricky at school. We Again, we were talking about this earlier and it was just like, I couldn't believe it. Um, but at school at the time... Um, that I was um, going through my first initial surgery and um, the chemo sessions. They actually were doing the, um, what did I call it, the the catastrophe scale, which mm. is a list of 10 things, starting with, oh, my friend won't play with me at lunchtime or whatever, going right through to number one, which was just peachy, mm. um, which was family member has cancer. So, <laughs> so for them, they saw that as that, the biggest thing that yeah, could ever happen that would, to them. that was pretty Gosh, out there. Yeah, so yeah. it was an interesting scenario yes. that that was actually happening. Yes. Um, they they did have, um, I don't know, several traumatic things at school in that, you know, kids would go up to them because obviously the other mothers were aware that, um, you know, I was in hospital and doing all this kind of stuff. Um, and so, of course, you know, the other kids came up and go, oh, your mum's got cancer, you're going to die, and all this kind of stuff. And um, But they were good. And having said that, there were other children who also came to their assistance and said, you know, like, no, that's not true, and, you know, you leave them alone and all that kind of stuff. So mm. maybe it brings out the best in people. And I think with hindsight, I think my kids are stronger because of my journey and the fact that I shared it with them. Mm. I, I, I know other people don't and that they lock the children away in other rooms and don't let them know what's going on, which, of course, then just internalises problems within that child and they think it's their fault um, that mummy doesn't want to talk to them or whatever. And and I think that's wrong. Mm. I mm. I don't see that that's, that's life. Our kids are resilient and that there are, there are a lot more... Um, able to cope with things like this than perhaps we give them credit for. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and, so they're, and they're beautiful boys. I mean, you know, oh, well, I bless can see them. that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Sometimes they're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Next question, Kate. <laughs> Next question. Um, I... I, I mean, I know this is a, this is a potentially big one, but how, I mean, how has it made a difference to your outlook on life, actually, um, do you think? I don't... Um, I don't know that it's changed my outlook on life. I mean, it was certainly a slap around the face and head or whatever from the universe. I do feel it was a gift, which perhaps people who are going through 
cancer treatments at the moment just think I'm completely off my head. If you are lucky enough to get through that, those, those treatments, I do think that you will see how it does, does bring a whole different dimension to your life, that you are more aware of yourself. Mm, mm. Um, and that perhaps you start doing things that you otherwise wouldn't do. Um, and looking after yourself. We're here for fun, we're here for joy, and and I think those things you have to include in your life. We all get so caught up into chasing the dollar, and actually, you know what, that's so unimportant. Mm, mm. Don't know, easy yeah. to say whilst I'm sitting in a nice house and it's sunny, and I have food on the table for my children and I'm here, but um, look at what makes you happy and do that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I think it's made us as a family um, look at experiences rather more than material possessions. We certainly go overseas and have crazy holidays and mm. enjoying being with each other. Um, maybe that's what's come from it. But also holistic hampers. I. I know I help people through Holistic Hampers because yeah. I do get lots of thank you notes and lots of things posted, um, be it on Facebook or, or emails or however it comes back. Um, people love the hampers. They know that somebody cares mm. and mm. They, they feel cherished. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that helps. Mm. Mm. So I wouldn't be doing that if I hadn't had whole radioactive chemicals pumped through my body exactly. <laughs> you, just, you, would, you just wouldn't know no, I, no and I wouldn't no, no. because I'd still mm. be chasing the dollar doing mm. four part time jobs and mm. crazy stuff mm. yeah and just going back to what you were talking about the fear the fear that hits and, and what you know we know that there's a growing awareness and we've talked about it on various podcasts before actually the importance of our thoughts and mm. how our thoughts affect us um, and yet one can almost take that into a, into a really negative way and that people start to think that they've, you know, that they've caused it. Um, they've they've yeah. caused themselves to get sick because they're mm-hmm. either stressed or they're anxious yeah. or they're worried. Um, and I think that's a real, that's a real, you know, problem, isn't it? I mean, how... Well, I, th- I, th- I think you're right. I think uh, certainly with the fear comes blame. You mm. blame yourself. I couldn't believe that my body had let me down because I had been so into everything natural, organic. We ate organically. We, we you know, had a, a lot of good nutrition. We didn't use bad chemicals um, within the home, all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I mean, I, mm. maybe, maybe I'm devil's advocate, but I, it, it showed me that that didn't really matter a hoop. Mm. So I, I think there's also now a bit within me that goes oh well um you know let my kids get an immunity against that um because they need to have the nasty chemicals they need to and you know their body needs to be able to combat this so i think yes good nutrition obviously because you need to have your body at an optimum um functioning Mm. capacity 
I mean, as with immunisation, in an ideal world, we wouldn't need immunisation, but we have it. It's part of our society, and I'm not going to be controversial, mm. but the best thing you can do is to make sure that your child is at the best optimum um, health-wise in order to be able to utilize that immunization as opposed to react to it badly mm. um, and again looking back I'd been running on empty for years I mean seriously years the stress levels were, were fairly high mm. even though I'd been you know heavily involved in um, you know nature care college and had all kinds of numbers and letters and everything after my name and all <laughs> kinds of modalities mm. be it reiki vibrational healing herbs etc 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 um i was very aware of everything there but i still got the cancer and people would come up to me you know friends who knew me well and going well my god if you can get it Ah, oh, there's no hope for the rest of us. And I'm going, well, it's nothing like that because there's, you know, mine's an environmental cancer. It's obviously something that's triggered me. I don't know. Mm. Even now, I've got no idea what it was, where it came from. I had none of the um, the factors. I wasn't a smoker. I wasn't obese. I wasn't, um, you know, I'd best fed my kids. There wasn't any family history. Nothing. However, hindsight, yeah, it's pretty stressed. Um, husband working away, four part-time jobs, balancing that and the kids. Um, and, I, you know, it's my, my left breast. So I was carrying my phone in my shoulder bag there. I mean, mm. I don't know. I mean, where, where, how far do we go with this? Yeah. Um, I don't know, darling. No idea. Mm. And health is obviously health is multifaceted, isn't it? I mean, we know you know it's it, it's it's good nutrition, oh, but totally. it's, and it's good, yeah. but it's managing our stress, it's exercise, it's yeah. drinking plenty of water, it's all of that. But and, and I was and, doing a lot of that, yeah, you know, yeah. like ninety mm. percent of that. Mm. But mm. I, I don't know. I mean, mm. I don't know. Yeah, thinking I was in control. Mm. Maybe that was it. Control. I, th I, I don't know. Yeah, Breast cancer. It's meant to be about joy. It's meant to be about happiness. Um, I had two beautiful children. They were my joy and happiness. But maybe there wasn't enough of Judy in there. Loving yourself, yeah. I mean. Yeah. And breast that cancer, thing. that kind of, yeah. Yes, can, yeah. But, but you mm. know, again, it's good to look back. Mm. I'm lucky I have that ability. There's a lot of people who um, aren't here today and they went through the same process. Mm. I was lucky that my drugs were on the PBS scheme. Um, year before, they weren't... Um, gosh what a difference that would have made mm. you know there I was so lucky everything fell into place even though yes I was going through it um but yeah I mean who's to know Kate mm. no idea darling yeah. answers on a postcard to me <laughs> we were talking no. earlier weren't we because I've had a, a, I mean my brother um mm. had um advanced prostate cancer and uh, we went to a an amazing um, hospital in in Mexico and uh, mm. founded by Doctor Doctor Wentz, and the doctors there, you know, again it's multifaceted. They mm. can they can clean the body. They can yeah. you know um, they can fill it with great things. But as they said mm. at the time, managing our stress and finding things to be joyful mm. for are a major mm. part of that. And, yes, um, totally, absolutely, and, mm. and you know, yes, I mean, I. And again, going back to what we were discussing earlier, you know, there is so much on what your brain and your thoughts are doing. And 
at the time I had two small children I was going to do anything I could in order to stay with them um, or certainly to stay with them for 10 years I, I you know I, I just kept saying to the universe just 10 more years 10 more years yeah. but if I was faced with the dilemma of, of a diagnosis in say five to ten years from now I'm being greedy here sorry universe but nevertheless five to ten years from now um, I think I would look at different ways of doing that also working on what I, I've been learning about um, perhaps vibrational souls and um, that kind of thing I would certainly look at healing it in a different way and meditation mm. and I would I would, I would do that before I I went down the chemo route. But you are, again, so struck with the fear of what you would lose and so struck with where you are in that your life at that point that it is your decision mm. and only you can make that decision. It's not right or wrong to do chemo. It just depends what you feel is right mm. um, I did it because the doctors practically guaranteed me I'd be okay if I did so yay you know to take the leap of faith and go out there and do meditation mm. you know mm. at that point in my life I couldn't see that um, going well because I needed immediate results mm. um, Whereas now I think I, I might take a different punt. Mm, mm. No, that's but, but, you know, again, it's, it's everybody's, everybody's choice because only you know what's happening inside your head. Yeah. And, you know, so many people have said to me since whatever, oh, what a ridiculous thing to do. Have, you know, um, you know, having a breast chopped off or, uh, you know, doing chemo or whatever. It's just absurd. Why would you do that? And you're going, well, actually, you know what? It was my choice and you should respect that. I'm surprised well, people have actually said that. Oh, yeah. They? But, you know, mm. again, it's easy to stand outside mm. and be judgmental. Hey, <laughs> human race is based on judgment of others. But I do think that... This is where we need to be more understanding. And maybe, not that I'm spouting holistic hampers, but this is where buying a holistic hamper is actually showing you understand that it's helping them, mm. not being judgmental of them, saying, oh, ridiculous, you know, get up, you don't need this crap, crap. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think anybody can possibly know how they would react until exactly. it, until they're actually given a diagnosis like that. So I don't. I think it's um, it's an you know it. One simply can't judge what somebody else is doing. Um, because, unless no. unless but people do. Through. I know people I know, do all the time. Yeah, you yeah. know, you walk down mm. the street and people are judgmental, yeah. and and of yeah. course that is the number one problem that we we have to get over. Mm. Um, because, you know. We are all connected. We are all part of the same wonderful universe. And as I say, you know, we all vibrate light and we are all gorgeous souls. Mm. And so therefore we are, are wonderful. But we, we continually see um, this projection of our human form. And we, we are judgmental of others. Yeah. And, and we shouldn't be because mm. 
we are all just love. Mm. Mm. That's getting a bit profound. No, so. it's lovely. <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> and just, um, I mean, you went, as you said, you've done many um, health complimentary yeah. health courses and that's yep. so you went which to I had so therefore I had a real problem with being told what to do by a man in a white coat <laughs> yes I did I had mm. a real problem yeah and but, but I but I did it yeah. because yeah. I wanted to be here for the next 10 yeah. years yeah my and, choice so. and just changing tack a little bit we haven't got a whole lot just a, just a few minutes left but I would just love everybody to know because you're sitting here in the most beautiful colourful jacket you, you have your completely your own style and when I very first met you actually you were at that stage still designing clothes which I know is oh, a passion yeah. and beautiful clothes at that yeah. do you think you've got a very creative side to you do you think you'll ever go back to things like that or what's I next don't really? know. Do what's next what's next I, I don't know lovely um What's next? I would I would love to do something like that. Um, I I do feel that I have an affinity with fabric. I mean, goodness me, if you mm. went into our bedroom, it, you can't get to the bed for the <laughs> pieces of material everywhere. Fabrics mm. coming out of my ears, and I just keep purchasing it. It's it's just as well. Lincraft has closed down up at Brookvale, <laughs> um, but I don't know. I seriously don't know what's on the uh, horizon for me. I'm waiting for the universe to Mm. guide me somewhere. (laughs) So come on, hurry up, show me a sign. Um, I don't know, darling. No. I I would love to um, continue with the clothes, but perhaps it's part of something which I've finished and I need to give away in order for something else to come Mm. through. And in the meantime, I mean, you are making it, you're making a big difference to others. I know you do a huge amount at... um, the boys' school as well, and uh, you're yes. the first to drop everything to help, to, you know, to help somebody else. And I'm, you know, I'm very grateful. Um, well, no, no, no. But that's that's, know, just, that's, mm. that's what we're here for, isn't it? Mm. To help others um, and and make life more fun. Mm. Mm. I, I don't know, more fun. That sounds so trivial. But but by being fun, then then we all enjoy being here. Yeah. And it is such a glorious thing to be able to be human to feel the wind on your face to feel the sun even to feel the raindrops it's so important to enjoy everything about being human you know the other day (laughs) spout my own trumpet here the (laughs) other day i felt my knee give way again and i said to it thank you for reminding me mm. that I'm human mm. and you know what it's behaved ever since oh, well, okay. <laughs> <Didn't> <laughs> about a lot again. <laughs> but you know things like that mm. you know yes yes you know it's so easy to go oh I feel terrible today etc etc and and at the end of the time you really just have to go well you know what? it's another beautiful day you know how lucky am I be grateful for every day you have maybe Cancer affected me more than I know. No, maybe it affected my brain. I oh, <laughs> completely off the planet. Not, um, but, not. you know, we have mm. to say thank you every day for yeah. every day that we have. Mm. And, mm. and we do. Mm. And be grateful for those around us. Yeah. Because even if somebody's mean and nasty, you know, they're giving us a lesson. They're showing us that we have to be more patient or we have to look at whatever's been reflected in that um, judgment that we're making of them or they're making of us look at that and go oh yeah okay well maybe I just need to think a different thought mm, mm. 
Yeah, thank you, Judy. I'm really I'm grateful for, grateful well, I'm for your friendship. I've gone off track friend. a bit here. No, no, it's been <laughs> fun. And not an easy topic to talk about. And you've been very, oh. very honest and open about it. And I'm so grateful for, for that and for your friendship as well. And uh, if people God. want to hop onto your website, I'll put it in the show notes. But what what is the website address? <laughs> mm. It's holistichampers.com.au or whatever. But it's spelt with an H. Not a W. Or anything. I don't <laughs> or know. Anything. Or an no. O. <laughs> No, All right, but lovely. I think you have to type that in because obviously Google AdWords doesn't like me. Okay. <laughs> well, no go, judgment. Go and go and have a look at Judy's website because it's a wonderful place and it's a wonderful place to be able to help others. And thank you very much indeed for sitting down with me today. Thank you. Thank no, you, thank Judy. You. Thank you. Can I go now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on the Remarkableness podcast today with my remarkable guest, Judy Bastian-Wagner. If you'd like to contact Judy um, or have a look at her website, uh, which I highly recommend, go to www.holistichampers.com.au. And if you think the information on the podcast would be helpful for others, then please share it with your family and friends. And of course, I'm always happy to receive feedback in the comment section on my website, uh, theremarkablenesspodcast.com. Goodbye, and I'll be back next week.